other side of an eclipse and approaching another one. So I thought it would be a great time to have a look at kind of these energies and what might be coming up and kind of just, you know, share some thoughts I've had about the shifting energies. And, um, wow. Yeah. So much time to think in this process of recovery. Um, some of you know, some of you may not know. Um, I recently had a total hysterectomy, uh, to alleviate some fibroid issues that I have been dealing with for a minute now that have been pretty intense. And, um, why so many people I know that I did not know about before have been affected um, by them or had this procedure. It, um, and it's been such a journey, right? So, you know, I'm, again, in recovering in that mode and in typical Aries Delium fashion, I was like, doing too much and I like set myself back a little bit um which has been a big lesson with this like first eclipse uh was exact on my natal Chiron at 29 degrees Aries I was like booyah okay perfect (laughs) so um interesting and uh really gonna be interesting to see what comes up with the next one but I'm gonna pull a couple of cards for that Um, but yeah, I don't know, eclipse musings and nodal reversals, right? Let me count the ways (laughs) because the nodes are going to be shifting as well, um, from Scorpio and Taurus to Aries and Libra and it's my nodal reversal. So it's going to be quite interesting. Now, I think these things, um, for me personally, have brought up that I'm saying no a lot lately and no and only no not everything is followed by thank you like no thank you and it's not because I'm not grateful but why are we so conditioned to be polite and not to the point it is something that drives me bananas right and there's a difference between being to the point and honest and being malicious or mean and that is the delicate balance but like I don't know when I I received my autistic diagnosis in 2019 it suddenly made sense that I didn't have to put a filter of on like the niceties of things that I didn't want to receive Um, whereas before people would just be like, you're a bitch. (laughs) And I, it, it wasn't and still received well at, you know, even now when I'm just like, no, I'm good, you know, and I'm not trying to be hurtful. Um, but you know, what's interesting is that many people around that time or like during, you know, like the lockdown and all that stuff, like everybody went into their own lives and I don't know, I, I couldn't mask anymore. 
like coming through that. Like I just stopped masking and it was like a huge weight came off of my shoulders. But then I was like, oh gosh, you know, I've been just like parading around as a person (laughs) trying to be agreeable, trying to fit in, trying to be like some people would try and get me to be friends with people that I didn't feel safe with. And anyway, a lot of people that I thought I was friends with distanced themselves or they just got very uncomfortable with this version of me. And it was pretty sad and it still is sad at times, but you know, I already had experience with like having a hard time making friends because, you know, professional witch psychic that makes life challenging enough (laughs) but I digress okay (laughs) I think the difference now in all of this and maybe what I want to emphasize is that now I'm not running like circles around other people after I've said something that maybe like I felt like I needed to like manage their feelings and disappointment with me Like, you know, like I, it's in, even though I'm the one that's like not feeling, you know, supported and anyway, it's a lot of learning about relationships in this lifetime, especially I have a North Node in Libra and Pluto, Libra, fun stuff. Um, anyway, but, you know, trying to make it my responsibility to make sure after they react or not accept whatever they're offering has been something I've had to learn in a big way and flash forward to today and the surgery I just had um it's been eye-opening to see who has been paying attention um or taking like tabs you know just the roles of reciprocity and where I have held relationships to a standard that is only from my lens of experience or my standards. And in some ways, you know, it's unfair and un- and very hypocritical of me to do so. So um, the interesting thing about this surgery is it's shifted me. Like, so instead of being hurt, wounded and disappointed, like, oh, this person hasn't showed up. You know, uh, this person has ghosted me. This person has left. Um, I just, something shifted where I just decided to pivot that each time it comes up to turn away from those expectations and the hypervigilance of like looking for something wrong and instead lean into and look forward to the relationships that can and will lovingly hold space for me and all of my big feelings and my discomfort. And a lot of times my like shortness is because I'm scared. And instead, like, like the people who can see like what's actually going on with me or like have the patience to sit with me through those things instead of ghosting them or being annoyed by me. As I lean into the feeling of being held by people who want me just for me and not what I can offer them transactionally. 
even if what they want transactionally, it's not monetary. It's like a feeling, right? Like an inspiration or a validation of themselves, like at my detriment, like I'm leaning into those relationships where I feel harmony again and replenished because it's in those spaces that I can give generously in all the ways because I am a gift giver. Like that is one of my love languages is gifts and it makes people sometimes really uncomfortable. And then there are sometimes, you know, psychically, energetically, vampirically, other people love that because they can take, 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 take. But then when you have nothing to give and they can't take, and then you're left feeling abandoned or like misunderstood, that is devastating. But again, pivoting and I find that the more I lean into those relationships, that there is reciprocity, that I have less of those takers around me. And that's been a beautiful kind of understanding and knowing of this eclipse energy, or at least what it's showing me, you know, and and having to unlearn a lot of very ancient behavior. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting time. So with all that, I'm going to do a little, just like pull a couple of cards, um, to look at what this next eclipse is going to be kind of pulling in for us. It's a full moon eclipse on Friday, May 5th. It's in Scorpio, so I like this idea with the full moon, you know, bringing up... Full moons are really illuminating, right? And they can really shine a spotlight on things that, you know, have been hidden or concealed. And like double whammy with Scorpio because Scorpio can see everything, Um Lord is having a panic attack trying to get out of her terrarium. Can you hold, please? Okay, thank you for that. Sorry, she's uh, been in. It's spring. She's, like, feeling better. She wasn't feeling well. And then now she's, like, in full runaround mode. If you don't know Lord is my bearded dragon, you might hear some clicking uh, around. That's her little feet going across the floor. So apologies um, if you hear that. I'm going to... Coming back to, here she comes, (laughs) coming back to the full moon eclipse in Scorpio and that energy and it, you know, I love this idea of revelation and revealing, right? So let's see what's happening here. I kind of want to look at like, you know, maybe what has been hidden from us that this eclipse is going to reveal that we, you know, that's going to move us along here, right? So let's see. I'm going to pull three cards. Okay, interesting. We have the Ten of Wands, the Knight of Swords, and the Two of Cups. 
So what I'm getting from this with this incoming eclipse is if there's anywhere that's stressed in your life, especially with that ton of wands, it's like that carrying too much, the burden, like anywhere that you are taxed or at your like limit, I just feel like it's going to become really clear apparent. And, um, it's to me, this Knight of swords, I'm using the portals deck, uh, by Taylor Ursula and the image of this Knight of swords is so cool. It's, um, a pyramid and there is like a chain that's being broken across it. It's really, really cool. And I just, I think symbolically like that pattern of, um, holding and holding and holding. It's like, it's like when a balloon just like fills up with water and it's building and it's building and it's building. And, and it just like, can't take the stress or the, it's like stretching itself. And I think this combination with the Ten of Wands and the Knight of Swords, it's just like breaking. And it's breaking things, patterns and things, mental ideas and messages that have been just gone on for so, so far long. Like there's so many levels of depth to them that they are done so. This eclipse, it's like, you know that phrase of like, once you, like you can't unsee it, you know, and that, and that, that's, what's really happening here with this is you can't unsee it, especially, I do believe it is really close to that. Um, I'm not an astrologer, but like definitely look at your favorite astrologers because they've been talking about it. Like this is also like the last eclipse in these nodes before we have the, uh, nodal reversals, or I don't know if it's the last one, but it's near. Um, anyway, this is huge. And on a personal, but also on a bigger humanity scale, you know, those hidden things just can't, we just can't keep sucking it up and going along for the ride anymore. You know, um, something has got to give. So this, you know, full moon eclipse in Scorpio, it's like, it's going to give, you know, even if you've been hiding it or it's been hidden from you whatever's been hidden it's gonna give so and then it's followed by the two of cups which is <coughs> excuse me traditionally like it's such a beautiful like spring vibe I mean I love that it's very like playful loving you know, just sweetness. Um, this card, I love, I love the energy of this. I feel like there's going to be a little bit of, um, you know, a flirtation with life again. And it doesn't have to be like a giant romance. (laughs) It just means like, Oh, I get to like enjoy what I'm doing here. And, 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 and maybe things are hard in your life and maybe things are feeling challenging, but there'll be something that you fall in love with again. Um, or you decide that you're going to start to fall in love with again because of this eclipse, because something's been hidden and now you can see it. So I like this idea of being able to fall in love with an aspect of your life again. And this full moon eclipse is going to reveal that to you. So I don't think you need to fear the eclipse. Um, and you think you just... It's, it's more about being really rigorously honest with yourself when what is being shown to you comes up. And rigorously honest does not, be mean, does not mean being mean 
or malicious. It means just looking like from a witness perspective as, you know, at like, what am I being shown here and how do I fall back in love with a part of my life or even myself in spite of it? So there you have it. That's my little two cents on this incoming eclipse and just my, you know, little trains of thought around this um, eclipse season and the nodal changes in my own life. And I, you know, hope that was helpful. And if you um, need a little boost, I have uploaded a new meditation on my website that's available for digital download called Capri Rising. I wrote it after my trip to Egypt, which I am going to, I've had a couple people ask me to do an episode about my trip and I will, I'm still digesting. Um, but yeah, I look forward to talking about it sometime soon. I hope you all have a beautiful eclipse season and a wonderful week ahead. Blessed be. Mm-hmm.